The best part of waking up is doom scrolling ketchup. Four-year-old niece asked if I was also a grandpa. Running late. We'll finish yogurt and shower. In other news I just fell trying to get onto the elliptical. Two hours into this road trip and my husband is doing bad Seinfeld impressions. Is this hell? Welcome to Tweet Victory with hosts at Annie underscore Berglund and at CWC Radio. Welcome to Tweet Victory. I am at CWC Radio and I'm joined as always by... At Annie underscore Berglund. Annie, I'm going to set the timer for five minutes. Let's jump right into the Tweet of the Week. So this comes from June 7th, which is two days ago. Uh, and it's, a, it's a, a photo tweet. So I'm going to read the text and then I want you to describe the photo to me. So okay. uh, the, the text says, Seagulls, Mudflats... And a friend named Doyu. Yes. So uh, Doyu is one of my really good friends from grad school. And um, she has a car, which is a key to Korea that Mike and I are very thrilled about. So um, I think it's pretty common that people will get licenses later in life. So Doyu's um, around my age and she just got her license. Uh, so she, she named her vehicle Baymax. It's a big white like SUV. Um, and what is, does Baymax mean something? Baymax is a character from uh, Big, Big Hero 6. Okay. He's like the, he looks like the Michelin Man. Okay, okay. sure, sure, sure. Um, so imagine the Michelin Man, but car version. And uh, so she was like, hey, I have a vehicle. Like, let me bring you to the coast. So we went to this spot in, uh, on the west coast of Korea. And it's known like kind of along that whole area to be really like have many islands and also like some bays and mudflats. And this place was called Tondo Port, which I feel like sounds like the Star Wars name kind of, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like a spaceport kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, Tondo yeah. Port. So I was especially thrrilled. Uh, but we well, I will there. say I will say even the background of the photo if if not for uh, for Doyu here, like this could be a a this a setting for an episode of The Mandalorian, like yeah, because it's like so there's these really pretty kind of like mountainous islands off in the distance. You can't really see any water because really everything between there's like it's it's a bay or an inlet or I don't know what mm -hmm. I don't know geography words Sam, but um uh what when the tide comes in that's all water, but when the tide goes out it's this expanse of mud. And so that's why it's called a mudflat. And it's like known to be really ecologically diverse. So um, there's especially a lot of clams, a lot of crabs, um, whatever those like little bugs are that are on the shore. I don't know what they're called. They're like, they're really gross. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, look, roach, a roach, like a sea roach or something. <laughs> there's such and, things as sea roaches? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, you can catch them in Animal Crossing. Anyway, that's an aside. But okay. um, Mo really most of my experience with roaches are in <laughs> classrooms and uh, bedrooms. So Okay, sure. <laughs> most great. of my understanding of ecology comes from Animal Crossing. So. <laughs> but there's also a lot of seagulls because they'll go feast on some of oh, those sure. like uh, little critters that, that come up when the tides uh, go out, I guess. Oh, I bet yeah. it's great for them. Yeah, it, oh, they it, love it. just keeps uncovering. Yeah, yeah. So I this picture is probably the best picture I'll ever take in my life. Like, I'm very proud of this one because I caught this seagull flying, like, looking like it's flying right towards Dou as she's, like, turning around looking at the camera. It is a really epic shot. Like, 
looks like it belongs on a CD or something. CD. Oh my god. How old am I? <laughs> oh no. Uh, on a TikTok. Actually, what what it what it reminds me of more than a more than an album cover. Thank you. Is is uh, it looks like. I'm going to go back to something like Mandalorian. It looks like she is maybe the director of a film. And this is like a, uh, a shot that was taken, you know, as they're setting up to film something. So this is like a set photo is yeah. the, the color is really great. Cause it's really muted. Again, it, it looks like the palette of some episodes of the Mandalorian in terms of yeah. the color palette. It's really not like just uh, like soft and like, cool color hues it's so it's like i just want to be in that picture for all time like it looks really cool um but yeah uh so that's really all i know about mudflats they a lot of people will go out and like dig and collect clams and then like cook them eat them however you eat clams i don't know Mm -hmm. uh but that's really all i knew i I also learned about mudflats because um i don't my little brother was homeschooled for a while and one of his projects when he was in like third grade was he made a um a board game called Lucky Landforms. <laughs> and it was really cute and like just the most like jerry-rigged like, <laughs> board. And my parents still have it. And he made little cards with like, this is what a mud flat is. <laughs> and, um, I so wow. want to play Lucky Landforms. It was so cute. We, <laughs> my parents, God bless them, made our whole family, them, my three or two older sisters myself and tom all sit down at the dinner table and play lucky landforms and i just want to go back and revisit that as an adult because we still have it and be like okay everyone come in we're playing this grab a glass of wine like (laughs) we're gonna learn about landforms okay actually hold on to that because tom is younger than you so when tom celebrates his 30th birthday that should be the birthday party it would be so cute. Oh my god! Or thirty-one. It's his golden birthday. And yeah, even be better. Like, this is their special treat. Um, I don't know that we have all of the. He he made like little things to put on the like. He kind of made some landforms and then he like painted the board. It's super creative. Um, but I think we lost some of the pieces, so it might. It might take like me and Mike kind of reconstructing some of oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like one would do with like it's um, it's kind of like the artifact. Yeah, it's kind of like biblical scholarship, right? Like you have these, yes. you have um, fragments of texts, you know, and you sort of piece them together along with memory and tradition to put together as close as you can to an authoritative text. This is what yes. you're doing. Yes, or kind of like. Um, even probably even further removed, <laughs> like <laughs> when you have a biblical text and then it's made into a Hollywood film and you have to kind of <laughs> add in a bunch of details and layers that either aren't true or like <laughs> just add oh, a little flair, okay, well, you know? Okay, this is actually <laughs> interesting to think about like what is, philosophically, how hmm. do you approach recreating Lucky Landforms? Do you feel like you have poetic license to, um, we'll say in quotes, improve on the game? You know, by by trying to like by filling in the gaps, you're filling in the gaps and like making the rules make more sense. Or because I'm assuming if a little kid makes a game, sometimes the rules are like they don't quite work, and you kind of just make it work. So so, are you like an originalist where it's like the text is the text, and we have to play the game the way it was created? And if we're going to recreate things, we can only recreate things with as close as we can get to the pure intent of the creator of Lucky Landforms. Or 
do you feel like you have license to interpret because of the passage of time? I mean, you know, luckily Tom is still around, still with us. I feel like I would want it to be as close to what he imagined as a third grader, you know, to be like, Tom, does this seem right? Do you, does this follow along with your memory of what you made for Lucky Landforms? I think it needs to be as pure and as close as possible to the original intent. Don't well, you? Or, or, or yes, or, and I'm going to use a, an example of something that, that is universally hated. So maybe this will make the case why not to do this. Or you could say, well, Tom made this when he would have been like third grade age, as you say, kind of around. Some, yeah, I think yeah. so. So like eight or nine, something like that. Yeah. That an eight or nine year old sometimes has an idea in their head of what they want, but they're not able to actually actualize it. But oh. now at, you know, when we get to this party at 30 or 31, he'd have the ability, the resources to do that. So it's sort of like when George Lucas re-released the Star Wars movies in the late 90s and was like, well, now I can, now we actually have the effects so I can make this the movie yes. I wanted it to be. Now everybody hates those and they should because <laughs> they're terrible. So like, do you try to avoid that for Tom or do you trust him enough to be like, actually your vision, we can now realize it. That's, oh my gosh, I love that idea. To be like, this is the digitally remastered version of Lucky Landforms. Like, doesn't that happen in Parks and Rec with the Cones of Dunshire? Like, doesn't he, like, somebody buys it along the way or something yeah, the, and it, the, like, becomes the, the way better? people find it online and, yeah. And, <laughs> yes, and, play it, yeah. and they, like, put a ton of money behind it and make it something amazing. Yeah, but see, I don't think they change it at all. I, because Ben uh, Wyatt created Cones of Dunshire as, an, as a grown-up. So I think that there was not the need to, like... Uh, reimagine it that much right maybe you didn't need to fix much of the logic <laughs> yes with, with the landforms too i have a lot of questions about how one can be lucky with landforms like i don't really know what the point of the game was are you a landform or are you somebody experiencing landforms i think you're someone experiencing like traveling around and exploring the landforms and learning about them so i think it's mostly educational but i really want actually yes because i don't like educational games as much as I like competitive games I think I would want to change it and maybe be like Tom can we reimagine this eight-year-old game or a like this eight-year-old version of the game that you have into something that like 30-year-olds when they're drinking a glass of wine together and having some food can be like yes we're getting into this right? so is this is this like the Annie Berglund version of like the Snyder cut where like there's going to be this big hashtag campaign release the Annie Berglund cut of Lucky Landforms like we want the competitive version of Lucky Landforms get rid of the education you know yes I would or if there that. is education it's just sort of accidental to the competition Yes. Also, Tom now, like, this guy is super creative. He, um, like, he does a lot of 3D printing. Like, he was uh, pursued engineering. So I feel like he could make this actually legitimately super cool now. Don't you think? Oh, like, yeah. Taking what, yeah, like this. <laughs> it was, I think it was on, like, a piece of, like, driftwood. Not really, but <laughs> it was on, like, some uh, piece of cardboard. And then, like, to make it into something, like, functional and, like, beautiful. Should we start a Kickstarter campaign to get Lucky Landforms made? <laughs> <laughs> Please. I I have a feeling that if Tom is anything like me, he won't need much financial support behind this idea to just get it going, right? Like, we'll just be like, yes, we are on this. But any, any yes, any kind of money coming our way, great. <laughs> Anyone listening, just, I have Venmo, so um, feel free to contact me. <laughs> and I just set up Venmo yesterday, so... <laughs>
<laughs> so we all got Venmo now. That's right. Uh, that was actually a low point. Um, I know this show has been criticized for you teaching me how to use like basic technologies. Uh, we actually did this. I, I had to pay you something, and it's hard to pay you in uh, in Seoul. I had to pay you something, and we were actually on a call like this. You were walking me through setting up Venmo so I could pay you. So this this happened. I apologize. I'm just old at this point. So <laughs> we got there. The money came. So. That's right. So All right. now I can fund this project. That's right. That's right. You can you can reinvest. You can reinvest that money in Lucky Landforms. Annie, that is all the time that we have for this week. I have to say, I did not know when I first saw this photo that we'd be talking about Lucky Landforms. <laughs> How could I know? But this is this is the magic of Tweet Victory. You can hear my voice. You should be following at Annie underscore Berglund at Twitter.com. You should subscribe to the channel 3900 Podcast Network. We are really into our summer schedule at this point. So uh, Tweet Victory video store Avatar with Academics is back and going to be running throughout the summer. We just started season three of Avatar The Last Airbender. We have a couple other projects coming down the pipe this um, uh, this summer. I don't want to say anything yet because I don't want to jinx it, but we there's there's some projects that have been discussed that I think that have been discussed for years that I think may actually be happening this summer. So uh, stay tuned to the network. Subscribe to the network. We'll be hopefully dropping some some really great content uh, as we go through. Um, other than that, we will be back next week with another episode of Tweet Victory. See you then. Follow us at Annie underscore Berglund and or at CWC Radio. Mm-hmm.